Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. It's a Vanderpump Rules recap time. Now here's the thing, guys. I've been recapping the show all season. It's not been what I would say is the best season. It's truly, it's been, a t- it's been a bit of a slog to get through, I would say. And I've been coming and taking to the microphone every week. And usually I recap these episodes solo, which I know some of you prefer the solo recaps. Others of you prefer guests. Well, I'm going to try to welcome some more guests throughout the remainder of Vanderpump Rules season, because I feel like I'm just saying the same things every week. And I'm just saying the show, <laughs> the show sucks now. I feel like I'm just saying that every week. So, I'm excited to welcome some guests. Today, I have a very exciting guest. His name's Jared Lipscomb. He's one of the makeup artists on Vanderpump Rules, so he does a lot of the gals' makeups, uh, and he does a lot of other people, too. But um, I'm excited to chat with him, because I feel like he's got a lot of tea, a lot of scoop. He's been behind the scenes, and I'm curious about the mechanics of it all. So, we're going to talk to Jared in just a second. Before we do... I have to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. If you didn't listen to the episode earlier this week where I had Queen Icon legend Katie Couric on the show, it was the 250th episode, and I can't even believe that we've been doing uh, that I've been doing over 250 episodes of this show. I'm a, a one-man band here. I often say we, but I, we meaning all of the you who listen and I. I can't believe uh, what this show has become, so thank you to all of you who listen. Truly, it means the world to me. Everyone who shares on social media and uh, subscribes on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Thank you to all of you. I can't believe it. It's been a a whirlwind, and I'm just so incredibly grateful to you all. And even, uh, you know, a lot of times I book guests through people who are assistants or nannies or, you know, people who have connections to a lot of the people who have come on this podcast. And I'm just so incredibly grateful that this community of everything iconic has been so wonderful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. With that said, we'll be back later this week with a recap of The Real Houses of New York and The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I'm doing Beverly Hills this season. I wasn't going to, but it seems like it's going to be a great season. So here I am. Uh, That'll be later this week. Atlanta, there was a new episode, but it was like an unseen footage episode this week. So I'm not going to be recapping that, although I enjoyed it. I like those unseen footage episodes. I always call them the shit they should have shown, because that's what MTV used to call those episodes back in the day. Uh, But I'm not going to be recapping that. So this week, it's just uh, Vanderpump Rules, and then New York and Beverly Hills will be later. Uh, What else? I got to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want one of the t-shirts or any of the stuff for sale, go to everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store. All the links for all this stuff is in the episode description. So without further ado... We got to talk about this episode. There were a few bright spots, you guys. There were a few bright spots. We had Stassi's engagement. Also, we had Raquel skipping to first base. <laughs> she said, I don't know if you know this, but being competitive in the pageant world has trained me for being competitive on the softball field. <laughs> oh, Raquel, I love her. I love her. 
She said the pageant world trained her to be competitive, and she's not wrong. I love her. Love you, Raquel, if you're out there listening. Love ya. Uh, anyway, let's get Jared on the line, and let's talk about this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, shall we? Okay, guys, I'm here with the fabulous Jared. Jared, how are you doing today, first of all? Oh, I am still hanging in my bed with a cup of coffee, just chilling. So uh, things couldn't be things couldn't really get any better than this. Yeah, and I told you I was a little late to our phone call because I got caught up in an episode of Gallery Girls. They did a marathon this morning, and my day's been off ever since. I, did you ever watch that show? No, and I meant to set some sort of an alarm, and I overslept because I saw they posted that it was a whole marathon today. So I might need to kind of jump in uh it is wild it was only like six episodes or i don't know how many it was it wasn't very much but if you ever get a chance it's wild it should have been renewed for season two and i'm so glad that bravo played it and it it just made me happy and i want i want more i want a season two i want catch-ups with the ladies i want it all um and then they played right afterwards they played this season of vanderpump rules and it just anytime they cut from anything to this season of vanderpump rules it's just like a mistake like it's just (laughs) this season is not great now i gotta say jared we met um because you actually have a relationship with the cast you do makeup for a lot of the women on the cast right do you do all of them um, I do. Uh, who do I do? So I started doing Brittany and Kristen first, and then it kind of is. A, they are so tight knit; it's like trickle down effect. So then I ended up doing Stassi, Ariana, and then eventually Katie. The only two from like the OGs I don't do is uh, Sheena because she's just had a girl she uses forever, and Lala who um, does her own makeup most of the time or uses fabulous makeup artists who do Beyonce and things like that. So oh those are the only two that I don't that I don't do. And you don't do any of the newbies? Um, no, I do not. <laughs> are you in, are you interested in doing any of the newbies? Um, I really Dana's really sweet and um had I and I've met her a handful of times. I've never had the opportunity to do her. I wouldn't mind doing her makeup. She's got a great palette for a makeup artist, I think. But um but no, I haven't had the chance to. I actually have a funny a funny little aside about meeting the new cast at, before the show aired. Oh my god, please and, tell me. Yeah, so You'll see it, and I think it's the season finale coming up. But anyways, we, you know, Lisa does her big photo shoots every year, every season, of course. And so this year, obviously, she brought in a ton of people. And so I was there with the Hollywood Reporter, hired by the Hollywood Reporter to do Britney, Ariana, uh, to do touch-ups on the guys to make sure they're not shiny. It was a very small shoot with the Hollywood Reporter that came out in December. Okay. Wait, so it was a shoot for the Hollywood Reporter and for Lisa's Restaurant? Yes, it was okay. kind of like a twofer, Got a two-for-one. So I was with The Hollywood Reporter that day doing, and then I did, you know, the girls who I always do their makeup, and it was like, like six of the cast members. And um, then all of a sudden, I was still there, kind of packing up, kind of touching up the girls because they were going to change into for the next photo shoot, the ones who I, you know, who paid me to do their makeup. And I was there... I was there because the Hollywood Reporter was hi- had hired me, basically. Right. So then the cast rolls in, all these newbies, all, you know, normal employees of Sir, normal employees of um, Vanderpump Dogs, even a couple of the girls from the Vanderpump Vegas Gardens. Oh my God, they throw um, everyone in that fucking photo it shoot. It was everyone, <laughs> and these girls came fully with full makeup on, and they were talking about their makeup artist doing this and that, and. I was just so shocked and appalled at these girls who I had never met in my life coming over to me thinking I was the help to do their to, to, to touch them up. And so I'm like, I'm I am so terribly sorry. But you know, and I of course I'm not 
Oh my I'm god, like they were demanding person. you do their makeup. Yes, like touch ups, and and I was like, so I had to politely say, you know, and I wasn't feeling good that day. I was, I had been working since who knows when in the morning. We had a full shoot the first part of the day, and now I was like trying to leave, and then you know I have this girl named Charlie saying like, my makeup artist used CBD oil on my face, and now I'm shiny. Like I need, I need some powder, and I'm like, well, hon, that's what your purse is for. Like you know, <laughs> stick some powder in there. <laughs> And I had one girl tell me, I mean, she was in a TomTom uniform and she told me that she's not, um, she's not a, a, a real worker. She's, she's part of the show. Oh my God. But then and she was never on the out. show. Well, she was the girl who blew out the candle that one episode. I remember oh you talking about it and you're, thinking, you're like, who is that girl who blew out the candle? None of the boys would do it. Oh my and goodness. She got her name listed on the bottom, you know, on the bottom of the screen, but that was it. And I was like, girl, do not even try and fool me. Like. The audacity. But they all did it. I mean, I had Danica coming up. I had, <sighs> you know, all of them coming up. And it was it was wild because, like, none of the OGs treat me like that. I mean, I know we're very friendly. We've been together for, you know, going on three years. But just, I would never, ex- I can I just can never imagine, like, being put on a show and then oh just thinking everyone's there to help you. I know. I don't even want to talk about the episode now. I just want to hear stories from in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked. You know, it actually is sort of like the problem with the show a little bit. These newbies, they don't really fit in well at all. And then it is uh, not the show we signed up for. So these people are coming into the show and they are coming in with the uh, with with trying to be the way that the OGs were early on. And it's just not working. It's like a very weird mix. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, I agree. Oh my God, do I agree. I got to say that we met because you did Ariana's uh, makeup for the fancy AF cocktail book. And so we met on set there. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if it was then or if it was another time when we saw each other, but you had right off, right away told me, uh, I don't do these eyebrows that way. Because <laughs> 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 I've, <laughs> I've been very critical on this podcast that her eyebrows are to the high heavens. And you weren't insulting. You were just saying, "I just trace over them." Yeah, because you had mentioned something, and I just needed to get it, let it, let it, let it be known that <laughs> I just, she's you know, a beautiful I'm not adding gal. anything to it. She is beautiful, and I don't find, you know, maybe it's just because I've been around her face so often, but I don't find them to be. And what the fuck do I know, Jared? I don't know anything about this. <laughs> uh, but I want to ask you, like, are there trends in makeup now that I'm, I have you on the line? I might as well ask you this: Are there trends? Are like high eyebrows in or something, or is that? <laughs> Like, uh, what kind of trends are there? I mean, here's what I know from <laughs> what kind of trends with high eyebrows. Um, well, I honestly think it's Britney's face shape and the way her eyebrows are. <laughs> well, I mean, also just in general, are there any trends aside from the the brows? <laughs> well, right now we are in like a little more of a glowy, natural renaissance of kind of like uh, subtler makeup. And so that's the trend that I've seen. And it's so funny because the girls really do have their pulse on like what's what is in which makes it really easy but i think we are stepping away from that like overly contoured housewives look and the the girls have always been really like don't make me look you know don't make me look like a housewife like i don't want to i don't want to look because it's very drag queen yeah that kardashian process it looks good on the kardashians because they have they are so full of you know they're pumped full of fillers and plastic and stuff Mm. so to them the contour kind of blends in and it's it, it goes so well with their like perfectly round puffy faces it just like cuts it and defines it but if you have a more natural face oh, a more natural makeup look is what is what looks best 
And aside from like a, a good foundation on camera, the girls stick to a pretty natural look. And even when I do the makeup, sometimes you can't even tell the difference between when they do it and when I do it because we like it natural, except for like something like an event, like a red carpet or something. So how often do you do the girls for the show? Like, I know you do a lot of the red carpets and, and special events. Do you do it for like every scene they're in or do they sometimes do their makeup? Like, how does that work? Yeah, they do their uh, majority of their makeup. I would say it's probably like during filming season. I would say it's like um, 75, 25, uh, 25% of the time I'll do it for, it's for like special events for um, the Like show. if they're going to like a big dinner or something. Yeah, they know it's something that's going to be like, I mean, to break that fourth wall that we love to have broken. If they know it's going to be something that's going to be like a a two-part or, or like a big dinner that's going to cause a lot of, you know, like the whole cast is invited and it's going to definitely be aired, then I might get booked to do like Brittany and Kristen and Stassi or something like that. Um, but other than that, they do they do it themselves. For instance, I did like the Marie Antoinette look that Stassi did and I did Kristen's golden goddess look that, that time when they were fighting with each other. I right. did both their makeups for that right before they got into a huge fight at Tom Sandoval's extra. Oh my God, I was party. at that party. I was Were at you? that. Yeah, I was. I was in a, a big ass robe. Were you there? I didn't see you. Um, no, I wasn't there. I was just in the corner eating pizza and like trying to avoid the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are there That's fights? What I do when I go to the parties. <laughs> are there fights like about using you for makeup? Because if you're doing all these girls, like, are, do they get in arguments about like, hey, we need Jared now? Or, you know, or is there behind the scenes fighting? It's, well, not fighting. It's, um, it was a lot easier during season seven because they would all kind of congregate at one place and I would just, you know, sit them down. One of them would be getting their hair done. I would be doing makeup and then we'd time it out. I mean, uh, we'd have certain times it would be five, all five of them would need makeup. And so we would, they would usually come to Brittany's house is usually the hub or Brittany's apartment, the um, old apartment that she was in with Jax. That was always like the hub. So that was when we would just line, like, like line them up and time them out and say, okay, you're going first. You know, you have to start at 11 because you have like the longest hair. And then I'm going to start someone's makeup at 11 and then we'll switch it at 45 minutes and we'd have it all timed out perfectly. It got a little complicated this this summer when Kristen and Stassi and Katie had their rift. So then I, a lot of times I'd be going to Stassi's house first in West Hollywood because I was living closer to her. So I would like drive by her house. Then I'd go over to the Valley and then do Kristen and Brittany together and then maybe pop over to Ariana's. So... It got a little more difficult. Yeah, and now season. they're spread out, so it's a lot of driving. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, who's? Uh, do you know anything going on between that fight with uh, Stassi and Katie and Kristen? Like, is there more to it than what we're seeing? Because I get a little confused by it, and I some people had DM me that Stassi had talked about it on her podcast, and I didn't listen to it, but apparently she had like offered up more details, and I wondered. I don't know. Did you hear anything? I mean, I'm I, pumping I, you for all the scoop. It's okay. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about the episode, but here we go. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> um, I have not heard anything. Other, I mean, everything I've heard so far matches up with what I see on the season. I don't know if it's explained as well. They're, I mean, they're just very mad about this whole Carter situation. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they're explaining that somewhat on the episode. Maybe I understand it more because I've... Because because I was you know would be with them a lot more than when the cameras are rolling and maybe they're just not editing it well enough. But it definitely seems to be about this like for some reason. I mean, maybe it. it, it I think it is that um, simple. Yeah. Like from what I can tell, there's nothing. I don't have any salacious gossip. Like oh my gosh, you'll never believe what happened behind right. the scenes. Like I just know it's something to do with Carter. Even I don't really know actually. 
Interesting. I wonder, they're all going to have to do their own makeup for the reunion. They're doing the Zoom thing. So mm-hmm. how's that? I'm, are you going to be interested in seeing that? Also, who has well, the best I actually, face? I was just texting with Kristen right before you called, and she was showing me that she did her own makeup, and it looked, oh. she did good. So, um, we, we, Kristen's funny because she's always, she's notoriously late and always kind of like running around late. So like during Britney's wedding week of, in Kentucky, she would, I would always be like, if you come early enough, like I can do your makeup, but like she never did. So, and then Britney was obviously like the priority. That was like my wedding gift to Britney was like the makeup for her for those three days, you know? And so, um, so she would, so I would do tutorials. Like as I was doing Britney's makeup, I'd be like, okay, then we put on the concealer and blend it in like this. And like Kristen would be off to the side, just like learning how to do it. So she actually looked fabulous in the picture she sent me for the reunion, uh, like the reunion practice, like practice makeup run or whatever. Okay. Now they're all beautiful, but who do you think like just from as a makeup artist, who do you think has the best face? Oh, that's a tough one. That's like his p- picking who's prettiest. That's I, I don't know. know. Well, but it's not necessarily prettiest. It's just like, you know, the most symmetrical or the most, you know, they're all beautiful. So it's not like any of them are ugly. Yeah. Um, I will say from um, who's like, let me say who's the most fun to do makeup on, like from a makeup, like from a canvas standpoint. I really think it's Ariana because uh, she's got a lot of space in the lid area to really like put some fun colors and she's not afraid to put some fun colors. So for a makeup artist, that makes it really fun. She's not afraid of like some reds, some pinks, some oranges, some, mm-hmm. you know, like some really wild colors. And she's got those light blue eyes so she can really pull off like, you know, she can just pull it off and... um She's, she's not afraid of like a different color lip. And so she's, she's the most fun to play around with. Like, Oh, I got a new product. So right. she's stunning too. And you did her makeup when uh, her and Tom were on the Kelly Clarkson show. And I was there with you. And I just real quickly, I got to tell one story is that we went and cause we're huge fans of Kelly Clarkson, you and I, and, and Logan who was there too. Uh, and Brad, and we were so excited to meet Kelly. And we didn't get to, I didn't get to, did you meet Kelly that day? No, I didn't. Yeah. I don't think we didn't meet Kelly, but you had told the PA or, or whoever it was, the uh, guest coordinator um, about your cancer journey to get a free mug from the Kelly Clarkson <laughs> show. <laughs> it was so funny. We were all trying to get a mug and you're like, well, I have cancer. <laughs> I said, do you not? I, I literally told him, I pulled him aside and he said, oh, a mug. I don't know. And I said, do you not know my story? <laughs> and he said, what? And I've never really done something like that before, but I was just feeling myself that day and I was just feeling my bald head and I was like, yeah, you weren't lying. Said, no, I, I, want, I want to tell listeners, you weren't lying about cancer. You just, you used it to get a coffee mug. And I love that. Yeah, and I love my co- Kelly Clarkson coffee mug. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it, loved it. How are you doing health-wise, Jared? Can you update us? Yeah, so I mean, for those for those not in the know, I got diagnosed surprisingly with leukemia last August. And uh, luckily with treatment, I went into remission, but was told my cancer was uh, very uh, aggressive. So I would need to get a transplant, a stem cell transplant to replace all my bone marrow in my body. And I just got that on March 13th, one day before the pandemic was announced. Ugh. So I actually got the transplant and now I'm like 50 days post transplant and doing really good. And so I'm still in this like recovery zone, right? Um, like a little bit of a danger zone where I have to be extra cautious and stuff, but it's going good and I feel great and I'm feeling better each day. So it's actually, I think it worked. That makes me so happy, Jared. Truly. I also think it must be so scary to have that happen. Like when the COVID-19 stuff is going on. I can't even imagine. Is it like a mind fuck? 
Um, well, I'm. I mean, I was already going to have to be like in this weird yeah. quarantine phase after this period for like the, they call it the hundred days at post transplant, and so I mean, I was expecting to be stuck inside for a long time, anyways. So really, it's not as you know. If anything, it's like I don't have as much FOMO. I'm not seeing everyone like right. out partying and doing stuff, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could go to do, you know go do that. I'm I'm like, okay, well, I'm with with everyone else. So yeah. it actually kind of has normalized the process for me a little bit. Good. Okay, let's talk about this episode, shall we? Uh, I want to talk about Stasi's proposal. Uh-huh. Um, I I was sort of charmed by it a little bit. I I wasn't expecting to be. I was like kind of going in with that attitude of like, oh, I hate this. And then the moment when he got on his knees, I did get a little goosebumpy. I hated it later on in the episode, but in the moment when Bo proposed at the cemetery or mausoleum, uh, I like really felt like happy. And then she's like, what did she say when he was proposing? She said, shut the fuck up. Or she just kept saying, <laughs> shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And it made me laugh. It was Are like, you fucking serious? <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like she was so pissed. I, I, I don't know. I loved it. What did you think of the proposal? I mean, it was definitely authentic, and I know for a fact it was authentic, because the next day I talked to Stassi, and she was like, I wish I would have booked you guys like for hair and makeup. Like, I wish someone would have told me I would have gotten my nails done, I would have gotten hair and makeup done, like, I would have worn a different outfit. Like, all of that was true, so I really loved it. Knowing that it's authentic, I feel, just adds to the charm to it. And so... I loved it. Speaking of that, later on when they went to LVP's house, I was laughing so hard when LVP's like, I got a dress for you if you want to change. She's (laughs) she's like, I feel fine. It was like such an asshole thing to say. (laughs) Lisa's like, you should change, basically. I mean, Lisa's in every scene these days, though. Good God. I feel like she's got a team of writers at this point trying to come up with shtick for her to do. Jared, it is cringy. This was the episode where I was like really really cringing for LVP. And I know that she wasn't on Beverly Hills Housewives, so she had a little bit more time to film. And I usually love her on Vanderpump Rules, but this season, it is cringe to me when she showed up at that baseball field. And she said, oh, I like a team building exercise. I was like, oh my god. I thought the same thing. I was like, there's no way, at least she's not going to show up to the baseball field. Like, she's got some limits, some limitations some to limits. keep up her fabulous persona. Nope, there she is coming onto a dusty baseball field. A Tom dusty Tom baseball Sir. field. A dusty baseball field is right. It was so shocking to me. And we just saw a couple weeks ago, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, when she showed up to Dana's birthday party and was flirting with Brett. I don't know why we're playing into this flirting with Brett thing so much. It's like so uncomfortable. And I, I feel that she was like, hey, producers like let's get this this will be a thing we'll have brett flirt with me and pretend he wants to sleep with me and it's just uncomfortable like she is so much older than these people she's their boss she doesn't need to be going to their birthday parties there's no restaurant in the united states where the boss or the owner of the restaurant is just showing up to baseball games birthday parties this was not uh this wasn't a team building exercise this was just like a fun thing with these people, which, you know, everything's feeling staged on this show right now. It's just, I feel, I'm happy that you're on the show because I feel like every time I've been recording lately, I'm so low a lot of the times. And I'm just like, I'm saying the same things over and over again because I don't know what else to say about this show. It's it's just gone off the deep end. It has, and it, it, what it really is going to show, though, is that, the, like, I mean, obviously, they have to stage things in a reality show. They have to get permits to film places and all of that stuff. That's always going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really highlighting the the OGs, like when because when you finally get a scene of like Kristen crying or someone talking, you know, something serious mm-hmm. happening, or with with any of the OG cast members, you're like, 
oh god at least it's a little breath of fresh like right. we we get we get something that feels like the show that you know that it used to be where which i know it can never go back to that because like they're all you know they're all known people now and it's a different vibe but it's just a different Ooh, show than rough. we all signed up for. We all signed up yeah. to see these people kind of struggling to make it in Hollywood, and now they've made it, and the show's still trying to pretend like they haven't made it. It's it's very bizarre. I felt bad for Kristen, too, when she wasn't invited to Stassi's engagement party. What did you make of that? Because I I really I loved Stassi's proposal. I thought it was a beautiful moment, and then when they went to LVP's house, and everyone showed up, and Kristen wasn't there, I did really feel bad for her. I know. I mean... I don't know, because it's weird to think how long they've been friends for in real life and to think that, you know, these important occasions are she's she's like getting dumped from. And so I think it's probably pretty hurtful for her. And also, who was the skeleton camera crew that had to show up at Kristen's with the GoPro? Because that was not the same kind of uh, shooting quality. <laughs> it was not the same quality. I don't know what was going on there, but everyone was at LVP's house. And then there was this scene of Kristen at home. She had to send the dogs away because she said the dogs were picking up on her energy. And yeah, <laughs> there was just someone with a GoPro there. I don't know what that footage was taken with. Or remember those flip cameras, those like camcorders that were like, <laughs> I don't know, they were like in 2008, everyone had those flip camcorders. I feel like it was just Carter with a flip cam over at Kristen's house shooting full her. Full Blair Witch. Full Blair Witch. Like we see the snot in Kristen's uh, in the face <laughs> crying um, on the phone to Lala, who I don't even know what Lala, what the fuck Lala was wearing at that engagement party. I mean, she showed up and. That was another weird thing, too, is, like, your boss, Lisa, and Ken are there, and she was flashing her ass. It was just very, I mean, come on. It was a lot. It I mean, we're lot. losing full control. The show, we've, <laughs> lost, we've lost control, but... It is unhinged. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps going. I know. It keeps spiraling. And then they all have dinner. It's revealed that Carter texted Bo. They showed the text on screen. I did think it was inappropriate that he texted at that time. Um, but Stasi's dad and mom were at this dinner party, and I really wanted more interaction between the two of them. I want to know their story. Everyone has a story. What's their story? I need. To oh know. yeah, the Dana. I, mean, I don't have. I don't have any. I don't have any insight into the that. Dana think, of it all. The Dana of it all. I mean, she has a jewelry line. I know that, but that's the Dana with a Y that I want on screen. Okay, the it other Dana the seems beautiful nice, but red hair. Stassi's mother seems messy as fuck. And was it last season we got that crazy scene with her and where she was worshiping Kristen? Uh, I need more of that Dana with a Y. I mean, if uh-huh. there's going to be one Dana with a Y, it better be Stassi's mom on camera. And I want to know what happened with the dad. I need more. And Nikolai was there. Uh, when when we were getting that moment with, is it Nikolai? Nikolai? I'm not, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Um, but when we were getting that moment, I was thinking, we're definitely going to get a Stassi spinoff. I wonder if it's going to be like a wedding spinoff like they do on Bravo sometimes, which I think I would prefer at this point. I know we're down the line and we don't even know when they're going to be able to film again. But I almost prefer when Bravo gives them the wedding spinoff because I think that was one of the issues with Vander. One of the many issues with this season of Vanderpump Rules is the Britney and Jack's wedding took up so much real estate. And I almost wish sometimes they would just do the wedding spinoff so we don't have it in our main show. Yeah, so you can click on it if you want, put it in your DVR if you want, and if you don't, then move along. Speaking of Britney, she was so jealous about LVP's dinner party. She's like, how'd y'all get this? How'd y'all guys do this? I didn't have this. So so, so how'd y'all get Lisa to do this for you guys? She was so jealous. 
Wait, we need to go back to uh, Stasi's little brother and the Sheena, the Sheena uh, being being edited as a cougar now. Sheena cannot catch a break. Poor Sheena. You know, I was laughing at that scene because I do feel like a producer was like, okay, we're going to get this scene of you flirting with Stasi's little brother. But I was thinking of the mechanics of it. And I thought, like, if the gender roles were reversed, the production would never show a scene where it was like Brett flirting with I, I don't know someone's little sister. Someone's you know, like sister. Yeah, that would never happen. So poor Sheena had to get that edit, and you know they sat her down right next to him and were like, "We're gonna get this scene." <laughs> yeah, and, and and how did they make? I mean, they did they tell her because she? I mean, she's got like that shit eating grin on her face. Like she's not. I mean, it's it was so bad. Oh my <laughs> gosh, so it was so bad. <laughs> It was so embarrassing. You know, justice for Shishi. I don't know what they're doing to her over there. I mean, and she's game for it all. I feel like she was just like, okay, like, I'll do it. Okay. I mean, if anyone is meant for this this lifestyle of reality TV, she is cut out for it. But but they are taking full advantage of that. Of that full mentality. advantage. I've noticed they've also started editing Katie pretty poorly, like extra poor, I'd say. Um, but mm-hmm. Sheena's really, I mean, every single scene, I'm like, oh my God, poor Sheena. And I keep saying this, but she seems like she's been doing a lot in her regular life that they're not showing. But then we get these scenes of her flirting with the little boy on camera. <laughs> I know. I know. That's that's her storyline now. Is she's interested in a 14-year-old. How old is he? He's like, yeah, he's like, gotta be 14. He's literally like 14 or 15. Like, like he's in the midst even. in the midst of puberty. He's not even past yeah. puberty. He's in the midst of it. And poor Sheena just had to flirt with him on camera. What are they doing there? That would never happen with a guy and a girl flipped. Never happened. Also, I loved when they showed the Kristen ghost at the table. It was like supernatural. I, I wrote moment. that down also. The ghost work is happening on Vanderpump Rules now. <laughs> yeah. The supernatural ghost work on Vanderpump Rules is truly... They are really scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're like, okay, we need to put Kristen's ghost in this scene. I do love when they let the editors kind of play around and fuck around with whatever's going on because I feel like they must get bored in the editing bay. You know, yeah, and 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 that was a good. I mean, she really looked like she was sitting in the chair. It really was the ghost of Kristen sitting in that chair next to Ariana. Yeah, you know those Bravo editors; they know what they're doing. They do. You watch one of the other. If you watch a a Kardashians or another channel's reality programming, they don't do the kind of work that Bravo's doing. Bravo gives you supernatural stuff. They give you weird commercials in the middle of episodes. They do all sorts of stuff. Did you notice at the top of the episode the the Annie's macaroni and cheese commercial? No. Wait, no, what, did I miss it? At the very beginning, when Stassi comes home to <gasps> oh, right. to apologize, they zoomed in on the box of Annie's as she was dumping it into um, the pot to boil. Wow, and Jared, she's like, which wow. flavor do you want? I didn't even catch that. I'm embarrassed. Oh, it was I the first thing I wrote down. <gasps> I, was, I'm shocked. I was shocked. I didn't even, now that you're saying it, I'm remembering it, but I hate that I've been trained now to even miss that. Yeah, it was too, I mean, it was just obvious enough that I was like, why did they just zoom in on that box? Oh my God, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I did. I, now that you're saying it, I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, of course that was. Because usually they would blur it out or turn it the other way. But Some of no, this was... Product placement is like confusing to me lately. Did, do you remember that scene that they did? It was between Dana and Danica, where it seemed like it was for some Fashion Nova website. But then it was. They never said the brand. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, to me, I was thinking that had to have been a brand that paid for this spot, but then they, like, the check didn't clear at the last minute, but they couldn't edit it out or something. Yeah, because they kept calling it fast fashion, which is like a generic term. That's not the name of the brand. 
that had to have been like the check didn't clear because there was no reason that scene should have been in there. I don't know. Yeah, because they, they were really going overboard with like, oh my gosh, that cu- that top is just so cute. Oh, wow. Where did you get mm-hmm. It's all from the same place. It's mm-hmm. all from the same website, www.fastfashion.com. Mm-hmm. They're not fooling us. They're not fooling Do you watch no, the other never- Housewives shows? I watch Beverly Hills in New York, of course. Do you remember when they did that New York ad last season with Dorinda For and the Sonya? movie? <laughs> that was like the truly most egregious product placement I've ever seen in my entire existence. What movie was it for? I can't even remember now. It was that Anne Hathaway Rebel Wilson movie, which was <laughs> terrible. And there's no way in real life that Dorinda and Sonya would ever go to the movies to see that. No one else did. There's no reason Dorinda was just like, I need to go see that Anne Hathaway movie. No reason at all. And yet they still went and there was a five minute fucking scene where they were like, Anne was so great in that. And then she's like, and then Rebel Wilson, star of this movie, made me laugh so hard when she did that one thing that was so crazy that you just have to go see the movie to watch. And I'm always so fascinated by the dynamics behind the scenes of like who they, how they decide who's doing these product placement scenes. And even the commercials, which I love the commercials when they do it. I like when they're, it's just Kristen Doty singing a Pitch Perfect theme song or whatever the fuck that was. (laughs) That was a high point for me. Like when they just randomly, it was like James, Kristen, and Tom Sandoval were just singing Pitch Perfect a cappella with, uh, what's that girl's name from Pitch Perfect? Uh, what's her? What's the girl's name? The main girl, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. They were just doing some a cappella with her on a commercial. Split screen. She was not there for the shooting. No, the, there's the, the no way. No way that DJ James Kennedy met Anna Kendrick. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I like when they do that. But I always wonder, like, why did they choose those people? Or I, yeah, I'm trying to think of it. This season, I think we had that one, Like a Boss, which the song, oh, yeah. it was like Sheena and Lala, and they were singing that Like a Boss song. And the song was more memorable than the film. That's it truly fact. was. Yeah, I actually saw that movie, and it was the song The song stuck in my head, and I can't tell you what the movie's about. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more 
uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. Okay, so we got to talk about this scene where Jax and Brittany, they go over to Kristen's house. Jax starts cutting the grass. He brings over the lawnmower, what Brittany called the weed eater. Um, and he was doing the yard work. And he's like, Jax is like some sort of expert in yard work now, um, which, sure. Um, but Brittany and Kristen, uh, oh, that's when she, Brittany, that's when Kristen had to send off the dogs. It was this scene when she had to send yes. off the dogs because of the energy. Told, yes. Oh, my God. Right. Kristen just not wanting her dogs to see her in the state. <laughs> so Kristen. I need more of Kristen, not less of Kristen. She does the most work. I mean, she she really does. Even in this scene, she was starting a fight with her two best friends, Brittany and Jax, about something that was another fight that her boy, her on or off again boyfriend started on someone's wedding, you know, engagement day. Mm-hmm. And she somehow still managed to make it a fight, uh, like another fight within a fight. I mean, it, it's just... Give her a raise. Give her a raise. Her, I mean, it's the, the amount of meta work that she does to, to keep this, to keep things going. Right. To keep this show alive. Which it's on its last breath, I'll tell you what. It's on its last <laughs> I don't know. Danica that... is not here to resuscitate, I can tell you that much. <laughs> no. You know, I sometimes like the newbies occasionally, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not overall, it's not working. So, meanwhile, the other cast members are playing the baseball game, and that's when LVP shows up for the team building, and it's revealed. This was probably the best reveal of the whole night that Sheena's great aunt. Her great aunt Shirley was one of the OG Rockford Peaches with one of my favorite movies uh, was based on the Rockford Peaches, A League of Their Own. And I wrote in my notes, I wish I was watching A League of Their Own instead of this. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good reminder that I should have changed the channel. And (laughs) I didn't. But I love that Sheena has this connection and that she was good at baseball. It made me happy. I know. She was pitching away up on that mound. She really was. Like she was I don't expect to see that visual at all. Like I <laughs> seeing Sheena pitch a baseball, I was like, huh? What? It was the <laughs> nicest edit she's gotten all season, which that she's a good pitcher for softball. <laughs> I know. It did go on way too long though, the whole softball game. Uh I did like that we got that scene of James and Katie. Uh, James apologized to Katie. And I think they're friends now in real life. Um I sort of felt like Katie also d- owed a little bit of an apology to james like i feel like they both said awful things to each other i don't know yeah Uh, yeah i could see that i mean she she wasn't always like the nicest person there was a moment uh with charlie where charlie said i think this was in her confessional i'm very competitive probably because i didn't have a dad growing up and she laughed and then she said just kidding and one of the issues i have with charlie is she just seems to say anything that she thinks is crazy enough in the confessional to get airtime. And then it usually does. Like, she says crazy shit. And that's where I I kind of go back and forth with her. I'm like, well, is it... I don't know if it's a good thing that she just says crazy shit, because at least it kind of keeps us on our toes. But then also it feels so kind of desperate 
It d- yeah, I'm I'm truly not a fan, and obviously I've had my one weird encounter where she thought I was her employee for the day, and so I've already just not a fan from the jump. But I cannot I believe did, that. Did you um, remember her little line about her TN Tamara boob mm-hmm. job? Yeah. That apparently there's this huge backlash online that she stole that from someone. Like I want to say like Doja Cat or Cardi B or like some rapper, some female rapper said that already. And then know. she's like, she's doubling down that she came up with this. And people are like, no, here's the clip. Like it's in a song or it's like it's already existed in the in the pop culture sphere. And she's and but she's doubling down that that no, that's honestly what she named her boobs, and that's just her natural response to it. That oh she's God. she doesn't know what anyone's talking about. I don't believe it. I she if every line in her confessional seems like a written line that's trying to mm-hmm. get airtime. I don't know. It definitely does. And why is it working? I know because there be there's nothing going on. I know. I don't understand the... I love the producers of the show and all the shows on Bravo, and so I hate that every week I'm like talking so much shit about them, but I don't understand a lot of the decisions we're making this season. I feel like there had to have been more interesting things going on than what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean... Do you know that? Wait, so you've been doing makeup. Like, have you? Is there storylines or something that you've seen that have gotten cut out? I mean, not... It's hard to tell when they're filming because... I'm only getting little glimpses and then I'll go to like a party. Like if Britney's throwing a party for Jax, like I'll go to that party or if Ariana is throwing the party, like I'll go to that one. And then of course I got sick, you know, near the end of summer. So then I was kind of Mm. pulled myself out of it. So, I mean, I am sure they film all the time for that three month period. And so I'm sure there are other storylines that are happening that are taking place. I think, I mean, I truly think it was a conscious effort to try and bring it back to the classic where they want you know they want to start every episode with them clocking in at sir and they obviously can't do that with Jax and Brittany and tom and ariana and stuff so i think they want to they were like well we need new people to come clock in to show sir at the beginning we do not need that i don't need to I see don't sir we do i don't get that at all i don't get it i don't get it uh at would the- you be well, let me ask you a question, yeah, though. I please. really need to know your opinion. Would you be a fan of seeing, like, the the fourth wall broken more? Like, to see them living their lives as it truly is with the current, like, with actual drama? Would you, of, oh, like, the OG 100%. cast member? Like, 100%. them doing meet and greets and them, like, doing appearances and stuff like that. Would that interest you? To me, that's the only way forward for this show. And I don't know... I think the way that they've introduced these new people, I don't think it works now for us to kind of split it off into two. I feel like that's weird now because some fans of the show, we're just not attaching ourselves to any of the new people. So it doesn't make sense to follow them at all. And I think pretending that these people still work there, I, I wish they would just fully pull back the curtain. And they're doing that on Beverly Hills right now. And I think they share a production company. I could be wrong. But uh, Beverly Hills feels so fresh, so good. It's only been two episodes, so it's possible it'll go downhill. But right now, it's feeling so good because they're showing confessionals. They're showing green screens. They're talking about something that's happening uh, like off-camera or what would normally be off-camera. And so mm-hmm. I think that is the only way. You know, One of the things that's interesting about Vanderpump Rules right now is that I feel like they're trying to present them as these servers. And I've even noticed it because I uh, I co-wrote the cocktail book with Ariana and Tom. And I, I don't understand. I know they filmed some footage with it. You were there at the at the shoot for the thing. And it was like yeah. a, a big thing. The book has sold like crazy numbers. It's done really well. And they haven't shown not like one thing of it. And I don't understand... And I talked about this on the show earlier in the season, like Sheena did some things in her career and her 
uh, in her, um, she's had her podcast going for years. She did a, a Vegas show for a while, and they've never shown like any of that. And it seems to me like Stassi's one of the only cast members who's been able to showcase like some of the things that are going on at, like outside of Sir. And it almost feels like production is afraid to show other people's, I don't know, side gigs or hustles or whatever, um, because it takes away from that sort of original vision of the show that these people are all waiters. But I would rather see like that. I want to see them succeeding at other things. And I want to see them fighting about uh, Instagram sponsorships or, or seeing all of that stuff play out. Or I, I, it seems weird that they're not showing any of that. And I don't know. I, th- I mean, just with the book thing, I'm like, why the fuck haven't they shown like not one thing? The book was a huge hit and I know they filmed stuff for it. Like, why aren't they showing? And I know that's, I- I'm not even saying that selfishly. People are going to say, oh, he wants it because it's press for the book. I'm not even saying it. For no, that. it's a huge part of their, it was a huge part of their summer and that, that area of like what they were doing as right. their lives. I mean, so, there was like, a whole you- week that they did a photo shoot for that. That was like this a lot of money put into that whole process. Then they were on the Kelly Clarkson show promoting it and they were doing all this stuff that I don't understand why we haven't seen any of it uh, at all. And, and that not just goes, doesn't just go for the book. I think with all of them, Lala, didn't she film a fucking movie with Al yeah, Pacino? With, like, Al Pacino. <laughs> like, why is that? Not? Lala Ken is in a movie with Al Pacino. Like, like that's Jared, that's crazy. Like the fact that we're, we haven't seen Al Pacino not once on this show is insanity to me. But then we're all pretending that Britney like crawled back to Sir to work and put on her Sir uniform. Like that's insanity. So I think we fully need to get rid of this idea that any of them work there. I understand if you want to show like Sandoval and Schwartz at Tom Tom, then maybe we can have a scene with some new people or something like that. But the fact that like Ariana, Britney, they all at the beginnings of the season weren't working there and now they're showing them go back and Jax has been there. I don't get it. It makes no sense. And they're doing it on the Kardashians. They're pulling back like they're mm-hmm. they're fighting about Courtney not wanting to film and stuff. And I find it so fascinating. Like, I would love to see that with this show. Like, I, oh my God, I have to film with so and so. Like, I'm not doing mm-hmm. it, you know, like, and have a melt. Like, let us see a real meltdown and let us see the real reason because, like, they don't, because they're mad at someone, like, because of an Instagram sponsorship. And so right. they refuse to film. I want to see a meltdown about that. It's just the next evolution of this. And I, I really think, I don't know how else we go forward. We've seen it's not working. It feels too fake. I think reality TV viewers are too smart, especially Bravo viewers. Like, we, we've we been at this for so long. And we need it. You know, there was also a, a show called Family Karma, which I really liked. And it just ended its first season. I don't know if it'll get picked up or not. But they also did this thing where we were seeing a lot more producers or hearing from producers in confessionals a lot more. And I don't know. I, I don't know why Vanderpump Rules didn't do that. Also, Vanderpump Rules has too many episodes a season. It's like 25 episodes with reunions or something like that. It's a very large amount of episodes, and it's just too much. Yeah, it's, it's too it's, much. It's long. You know, I really don't like Jax. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> you know I don't. Um, I think he's the worst. But he was on uh, in the baseball game. He did have a really good line. So I just want to point it out. He said, you know, Tom Sandoval was getting very competitive about the baseball. And I love that side of Tom. He was just you know, like huffing and puffing on that field. And I really loved it. Um, but Jack said that he wouldn't take uh, softball advice from Tom. He said, if I was trying to find a bronzer to put on my calves, I'd ask Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just made me laugh. I'm sure he yeah. didn't come up with the line, but. 
It was good. I mean, that, yeah, that does not seem like a, it just rolls off the tongue. But you know who my MVP of the of the episode was, and I do have one. I, I didn't realize I had one until I, I took a little few notes down. Was and she, you said she was getting kind of a poor edit, but I thought Katie w- was like so understatedly funny, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of like the old school Katie, like with her little quips and like her little you know her eye rolls and her stuff. She she had a quick moment where she put her face on the glass at Lisa's Villa Rosa and said, Oh, my greasiness is getting all over the place, mm. which I just was like, yeah, I love that. And then she said something about raw dogging the, um, the ring, <laughs> Bo was raw dogging the ring. And I just thought that was, yeah, I was just like, Oh my God, he, he really was. What a way to describe it. You know, he didn't have it in a box. So he was raw dogging that <laughs> ring for two months. I didn't even I catch that. that. There, yeah, she also, that. when she called Katie, or when she called Stasi after she got engaged, I think she said something like, I'm always a bitch or something like that. She said, I'm always mean. Yeah. She yeah. said, I'm always mean. And then her work on the baseball field was, you know, just. The, I mean, it's funny. These people, they've been on reality TV so long. And so they are like often just portrayed in that stereotype. And Katie's stereotype on the show is like, she's mean. <laughs> That's the <Yeah>. character she <laughs> plays. <laughs> Um, also, I think at the end of that baseball game, Ariana, I think, had to go to the emergency room. We saw she got, like, um, you know, bloody bat to the face, but I think she had to go to the hospital after that. Um, but really? It just ended, yeah, because I, I, I think so. I don't know. Don't quote me I'm on that. I'm sure it, it looked like it needed stitches, but she looked yeah. like a total badass. Yeah, yeah. She did. Um, and that was the... Oh, and we gotta mention Raquel. I love my Raquel. Do you like Raquel? <laughs> don't tell me anything bad about Raquel. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> There's nothing bad to say about her, except I was at the reunion when she came in first, the first time she put the dress on. Mm. And, um, you know, remember last, last year's sure. reunion dress? Of never forget. Yeah, and I will, I will never forget when she walked into the hair and makeup room for that, wearing the dress for the first time. And that was a moment, Jared. That was a moment. I mean, and they, and they kept the cast separate for her so that she could walk on in the dress and oh. the producers knew exactly what they were doing. And it was, I, I mean, I was trying to, I was fighting back tears of laughter when she walked into the room I love and that. I, I couldn't say much. And then someone said, who made the dress? And she said, it's, you'll, well, you'll have to repeat this in your impression of her voice. But, um, she said it was the same designer as JLo and Cardi B. Oh my God. It was the Which, same designer as JLo and Cardi B. <laughs> And we were all like, no, this is not, but, you know, we can try. She was uh, with those pigtails at the baseball softball game. And when (laughs) she was skipping to first, I just, and then she called Jack's a dick. She's like, she's in her confessional. She's like, dick. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So Sir won the stupid softball game. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like it went on forever. Like that softball game, they don't even, uh, speaking of a league of their own, I don't think there's one game in that movie. I just rewatched that movie. There's not one game in that movie that goes on the length of the softball game that went on on Vanderpump Rules. It's like, you don't see that much baseball playing in a league of their own um, as you do in this episode of Vanderpump Rules. It was shocking. It, w- it really went on. I mean, I was, I was like, I'm watching just a, an actual baseball game on television now. Right. We don't turn on Bravo for sports. We don't. That's certainly true. That was a, this, a huge misstep. I mean, put, cut, cut down an episode and edit more stuff together because that was a, that was a big yeah. mistake. Jared, I don't know what they're doing over there. Next week, uh, we have some more Dana and Brett nonsense. They had a scene by the Sir Dump, and I love any scene by the Sir Dump usually. And they were there this episode, and I just didn't even, I couldn't even bear to care. Do you ever find yourself fast forwarding? Uh, I'll be honest. This is the first season where 
I thought last season wasn't bad. I know people started to hate it, and I didn't think it was their best. I thought it was probably their worst season. But a lot of people were yelling at me because I was like, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. I felt like, I feel like this season, though, is the first time a few weeks ago where I would find myself like pausing and I have to take notes for this podcast. And so I don't really fast forward, but I'll, I'll pause a lot and like go get snacks or go talk to someone or like go hop on Twitter or when the scene's going on instead of fast forwarding, like I'll just be on Twitter, just scrolling or Instagram. And right. It's, yeah the new the newbie scenes like almost every single one i just can't care less about and it's even some of the og scenes you know i really was charmed by the stassi engagement scene but it was like other scenes with stassi and Bo. i just like i don't know i don't even think it's them so much as it's just something feels so off and i just feel maybe it's us too we've been with these people for so long maybe we're just kind of over the show but I, I feel like it's shifted this season into something that it, it is unwatchable at times. And that that pains me to say because I, I always thought it was one of the best shows on TV. And it's still better than I think a lot of shows, but it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Well, this season specifically, because I like last season a lot as well. And I, I guess we're in the minority with that. But last season did give us, did deliver a lot of what we needed. It just had a happy ending, which I don't think people were used to. Yeah. Kind of like everyone kind of made up and got along by the season finale. And it was a long season also, another long season. Right. But this one is, I mean, this one is dragging. This one just feels, and I'm seeing it so much, you know, people DMing their opinions. And I see on Twitter and stuff. And I, I am hearing from so many people that are like, I gave up on the show. I just can't do it. And keep in mind, we're, in, we're all fucking quarantined in the house. And people are still like, well, I just can't watch it anymore. And like, we have nothing else to do but watch TV. And people are still giving it up. It's just, I mean, that's that's dire. That's a dire situation. Producers, listen up. I know. I hope they listen. Jared, do you have any other final thoughts about the show, about these people? About I mean, anything? you know, I got to say, the OG girls that I work with and the guys, they have been, they are dear friends and they are so sweet. So I say everything in jest. They've been nothing but helpful during this time of, you know, they've done fundraisers for me, taking me to Vegas to see Christina Aguilera with Brittany and Kristen, which whew, what a treat that was. Oh my God. What a wild ride that was. To What's feel your like favorite just, Christina song? Um, probably. Well, I'm a bionic fan. Her, sure. her very underrated album that no one really knows. That, no, that I, I am too. Well. Yeah. Oh, you know Bionic? Oh, I know Bionic. Yeah, Glam. Oh, Let's so get you, Glam. You Lost Me is my favorite song, is my favorite ballad of hers. Mm-hmm. You Lost Me, and I love V is for Vanity. Mm-hmm. Um, when she marries yeah. herself? Yes. Yeah. She's not moment. cocky. She just loves herself. That was a moment in time, too. Yeah. yeah. So that's my favorite is from the Bionic. You know, the cast does do a lot of charity work. Even Tom and Tom, they've been raising so much money for the staff at Sir and Tom Tom. And. Look, I don't know if Lisa really was donating any money, but Tom and Tom, they raised a ton of money for all of their the out-of-work employees, and they only own a small portion of that place. Um, mm-hmm. And they've still done so much wonderful work. And yeah, They all do a lot of good work, and that's that's part of the show. Like, And I know impartial, because they are my friends, and you know, and you're, you, know, you know them personally, too. You know Ariana and Tom personally. And so it's like, it would be nice to see a little bit of balance. Like, show us the drama, but show us the... Show us the good too. Like we don't, we're not afraid to see the good. We're watching Kim Kardashian be a lawyer on E. So, <laughs> right, you right. know, I like know. it's okay right. to show someone donate to charity every once in a while. Yeah, Jared, this was so fun. I'm this so glad fun. you got to come on the show. <laughs> uh, what a great um, chat we had, and it was so nice to not just be talking to myself as I'm recapping the show. 
<laughs> um, where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm mainly on my Instagram at Jared Lips, and that's where I kind of keep all my updates going, little makeup tips, makeup behind the scene things from Vanderpump Rules, and my personal life, and anything that I have coming up will be announced there. You really do such flawless work, and you do some other people too. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do Chriselle from Selling Sunset, right? And yes. Who else do you do? Anyone else that you could share with us? Um, I do Lauren Ash from the show Superstore. Oh, I, I love Lauren. Yeah, didn't you? You did her podcast. Yeah, we and she's been on here before. I love Lauren. Yeah, she's the yeah. Best. She is a who, and we. I went to Comic Con with her as her makeup artist, and left as like she's like my best friend. Like I just absolutely adore her. She's the one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. Um, and just a handful. I've done so one Sonia Morgan when she was in Los Angeles. How was Sonia? Um, just like she was on on TV, mm-hmm. exactly the same. Although she did do a meet and greet at the end with us with her hair and makeup team. She's like, "All right, guys, line up for photos." What? Um, which, <laughs> which was iconic because we wanted the photos. Yeah. Me and the hairstylist, and there was a couple of assistant hairstylists and assistant makeup artists with us, and we wanted the photos. But she just she just knew, and she said, "Okay, line up, time for our photos." She knows and what she the gays want. She knows what mm-hmm. the gays want. Yeah. She, I will say she did not know what a breakfast burrito was. She called it a, oh God, what does she call it? An egg scramble wrap with diced tomato sauce. <laughs> and I was like, a breakfast uh, burrito? It's a breakfast burrito. I love her. I love her. She's yeah. just so like sunshine and craziness mixed together. A tornado of it. Um, mm-hmm. Jared, I love you. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and please, everyone, follow Jared on Instagram. Keep up with his journey. Um, and uh, yeah, we love you. We love you. Uh, well, I love you too. And thanks for having me. This was so fun. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Oh, no.